It's time for Golf DMV. Highlighting golf in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. And now, here is Claude Jennings. All right, everybody, welcome back for the second time tonight, but the first time that you're hearing this, uh, the Golf DMV. Yes, although it was only for the first 50 seconds of the show that I did the first time, I didn't hit record. And so we are starting this yet again. Uh, <laughs> uh, brought to you in part by Cache Spine Sports, conveniently located right off the Capitol Beltway in Silver Spring, Maryland, right off New Hampshire Avenue, if I'm not mistaken, right? New Hampshire, like Lockwood or something like that, right? Yep, Close exactly to it. it. Yep. Go to, um, go to uh, golfdmvpodcast.com. Uh, and you can find all the information you need on Cache Spine Sports uh, right there. Vern's in the house, of course. Uh, the person you, that you heard with that uh, funny sounding microphone, that's Lawrence. We'll talk about LB's <laughs> mic situation in a second. It's just different this week. I don't know what the problem is. It's just different. And so, Aging it up. Yeah. And so instead of uh, figuring it out and fixing it, we're just going to go with the show. We're just going to do it. Um, and so here's the thing. I was looking for lots to talk about. I was looking forward to all the stuff we had to talk about. Uh, we had a round at, Lynx, at the Links of Shallow Don, Timbers of Troy. Got a chance to get out with um, George, we hadn't played with, with in a long time. And, man, his game is a lot different now than it was, than it was <laughs> when we played with him before. But we'll have more on George's struggles later. Bully Rock, we had a chance to play Bully Rock Saturday. It was a tough – it was a like a really packed golf week for us. I mean, like yeah. three rounds that were scheduled, some driving range stuff in between. Of course, DJ puts the ultimate foot. On Brooke Kepka's back, or maybe Brooks Kepka's knee, uh, by winning the Northern <laughs> Trust after Brooks talks all this trash about him uh, at the first major of the year. LB's got some shout outs, but then also Phil Mickelson. Couldn't wait to talk about him. He was going to be the headline. Phil Mickelson was going to be the way we were going to start the show yeah. um, uh, with uh, making his uh, debut on the Champions Tour, uh, something that we all said he should do, and how great it would be if people like Phil. If Tiger, and once they turn 50, hit this Champions Tour and how great that would be for golf. Uh, and so that's how it was going to start it. Until a cop killed a, a shot another black man yep. for no reason at all. In the back. Seven times in the back there in Wisconsin. Um, you know, as the story goes now, uh, you know, he, uh, he's paralyzed from the waist down. Again, we're recording this on Thursday. Uh, let's see, August uh, 26th. Um, and there's a domestic violence situation going on. There's a fight between two women. He apparently he calls the cops. He's trying to break it up. The cops get there, and for whatever reason, the cops are questioning him, talking to him about it. And, and he's walking away. His three kids are in the car, yes. and he opens the car door, and they shoot him seven times in the back. Um, and and there's no other way to start the show. There's no other way to talk. There's nothing else to talk about other than this. Um, at least for the start of the show. And if anybody listens to the podcast got a problem with it, you know, you can find another podcast. Like maybe just skip the first, you know, 15 to 20 minutes of the show or find another show to, to listen to. I mean, I, if you want to break. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm not going to miss you. Just find another show to talk about <laughs> uh, to listen to. Um, you know, here's the thing. And I don't want to hear about this guy's past. I don't want to hear about his previous runs with the police. You know, he wasn't threatening anybody. He had three kids in the car. I think about my son in the car. I think about Vern going to the car with his two kids in the car. You know what I mean? I, like, this, this happens to black people. Why, listen, despite anyone's past, what happened, why does a white person can go to a movie theater and shoot up the movie theater mm-hmm. and be taken alive and unharmed by police? Yeah. Yeah, How can a white man walk into a church in South Carolina, mm-hmm. literally kill nine people? Mm-hmm. He yep. has killed nine people, Praying. and he walks out of there alive. And there's a black man unarmed oh, who's not forget and, and take him to dunk, take him to Burger King Burger King because he's hungry and take him to Burger King before you take him to the precinct to question him. How can that happen? But yet there's a black man who wasn't even causing any problems. He doesn't want any trouble. He's going back to his car and he gets how is he a threat? But these folks who literally you're coming to the scene because these people have killed people, yes. you know, not just killed, killed. As we say in our community, K I L T, killed nine people Dead. in a church. Yeah. Who the people in, in, in the people at the church invited him in, prayed with him, had him yeah. sit there with him, and yeah. he shot him. And you and you, he can get arrested in this country without any harm and taken to Burger King, like LB said. But this black man gets shot seven times in front of his kids, in front of his kids, 
and there's people who still got an issue with 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 people who are marching and and, and talking about it. it is yeah I don't, James, I don't James being canceled yeah and that's what and, and and that's and that's one of the reasons also you know because we've talked about this stuff all we talk about this all the time on golf DMV we always have since the beginning of the show um uh, I mean I remember when there were you know when the folks try to do that same foolishness they did in Charlottesville they try to do it here in DC yeah and Lawrence and and Sherman went down to DC just to make sure that if any skinheads actually showed up that they had to catch some hands. Uh, and, so, <laughs> and, 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 you know, there was a few and far in between, which, which is a good thing. Um, but we talk about this kind of stuff, but then, you know, the Milwaukee Bucks, I think was the first team to say, we're not taking the court tonight yes. against Orlando, whatever the consequences, whether we, whether we got to lose a playoff game, whatever it is, we're not playing tonight. And the next thing you know, several other teams were saying the same thing in the, the NBA. And yeah, the NBA in, in uh, then the NBA steps in and says, look, no games are happening uh, tonight. And then Vern, right before we started recording, well, right before we started recording when I didn't hit record, and then we had to hit record again. Uh, so <laughs> Vern, right before the first time we started the show, <laughs> uh, said that Major League Baseball is getting involved. In yeah, just the Brewers, Brewers and Reds. Uh, so it started with Brewers because they're Milwaukee team, so they were doing a Wisconsin solidarity thing. And uh, and as these things do, it's spreading throughout the the major league. So it's sort of a live thing. Like as of right now, we're recording uh, on a Wednesday at eight o'clock. The Dodgers aren't playing. Uh, mm-hmm. The Giants have, have cut their games. Obviously, there's other teams. I think it's like Dodgers, Mariners. But at mm-hmm. least four or five games now in the, in the league in the MLB have been canceled, which is significant right. because I told uh, I told Claude at the beginning of the show, like, okay, I'm I'm glad the Brewers did what they. I'm sorry, I'm glad uh, 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 the Giannis, Bucks. Yeah, the Bucks mm-hmm. did what they did in the NBA and stuff. But you kind of expect, right? It's kind of like, okay, right. cool, one team, and then when the NBA shuts it down, you know, they're supposed to be the woke league. I get it. Um, and, and probably 90%, I think my buddy Derek said, you know, 80 to 90% of the people that watch that league are probably allies to this cause. Sure. But when it leaks over into, into baseball, ooh, well, now, right. <laughs> now, now, now is a problem. The whole point of this is to get is to, is to you know, it, and here's the other part. And let me just backtrack here. You had a problem when we knelt, right? Okay, mm-hmm. cool. We can't kneel. Uh, you can't riot. There's a certain mm-hmm. way you have to, when you've been oppressed or, or these things keep happening to you for a long time. There's a certain response that we need that's perfect and clean, and we have, we'll yeah. tell you how to do mm-hmm. it the right way. Okay, cool. Well, now there ain't no games. Nobody's, there's no rioting. Nobody's kneeling for the flag. Now what? Now mm-hmm. your baseball is being affected. Now what you want right. to do? You know what I'm yeah. saying? No, yeah, so this, 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 I want this to reach people who – I mean, people who are obviously super racist already, you're not going to sway them. But people who want to keep looking their way and burying, <laughs> burying their heads in the sand on this. Well, yeah, there were some who said, well, I was going to watch basketball tonight anyway. I was going to watch yeah, the yeah, RNC. I, I was going to watch the Republican <laughs> National Convention is what I was going to watch anyway. But yeah, you're not getting those people. But the people who are going to watch <laughs> baseball, it's like, hey, wake up. This is why your game is canceled. Like, like, like you said, Claude, mm-hmm. the, the, you, know, you asked the question at the top of the show, like why, why are you able to shoot up a theater and we apply law there? With the cops what? like, hey, well, you know, it's not my job to come and just kill people. And then as opposed to, like, you know, this guy turns around. Or, you know, it goes back to Walter Scott back in South Carolina, if you remember. The brother was, I think, the, the cop just approached him about um, some child support payment or something. He just turned and ran. Oh, I'll just kill him. I'll just kill him. I'll just shoot him. Yeah. Shoot him. Yeah. Different, different laws for different people. So I do think this is good that it's leaking into other sports. I do want to say that I wish – Football was happening right now because that would be yeah. the crux mm-hmm. right there. What, yeah. would, what would happen there with the players, with the teams? Would some – you know, I don't know. I'm curious because that, that's the most popular sport. But, um, but I'm glad we got the response we're getting. And, and there are some WNBA play, uh, games that are canceled as well. Um, mm-hmm. So the sisters are standing in solidarity with, the, with their brothers in the NBA. So. Yeah. And like I said, about this whole thing about, well, this guy was a criminal. This guy was like, listen, you know, kill all that because you got guys who literally will – Walk into a movie theater, kill people. Walk into a church, kill people, and they they are unharmed by police. And so, yeah, I mean, are you arrested? You know, FBI, there are raids on. Uh, you know, when when uh, uh, federal federal agencies or, or local cop agencies go deep cover in mm-hmm. organizations like meth right. labs or drugs, and they just and when they make the big bust, they go in and they arrest everybody. They don't go in and just wipe mop the floor with people. Right. You know, they start painting like, everybody. So like they did, like they did with Breonna Taylor, they bust into exactly. her house with a no knock exactly. warrant, and they mm-hmm. shoot her up while she's in the bed sleep. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. And if people want to ignore it and, well, I don't want to talk, I need a break. Well, okay, some of us don't get a break from it. So we use the platforms we have to talk about it. We do whatever we got to do to keep it in front of people. And we hope that we do stuff that change. I mean, you know, that's, that's, that's what we do. And so um, I would say I apologize for starting the show so heavy. But, you know, people who listen to the show and love the show, they get it. They understand why. 
And anybody, again, anybody who don't, you know, that's fine. You don't have to listen anymore. It's fine. It's fine. We only have one sponsor and she's on our side. So, <laughs> so <laughs> we're, not, we're not losing any money. <laughs> you're not stopping any money from my pockets. Uh, <laughs> the RNC isn't going to place their ads with us anymore? No, exactly. <laughs> you know, the, the Trump International Hotel is not exactly a sponsor of Golf DMV. Uh, <laughs> although if he wanted to, I mean, I'm just, you know, he's got some great courses around the world. I'm not, you know, one of the sponsors uh, of the show, I'm not saying. You know, but anyway, speaking of Trump and the RNC, the weird, I'm gonna get off this, but the, the weirdest moment, political moment that I've seen in such a long time was uh, so I, part of the media work that I do, I do a lot of politics, and I've got, I've got uh, folks who were former White House speechwriters for Democrats and Republicans and et cetera. So I work with all kinds of people on the political spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm watching the RNC to, uh, convention to, to, to prep for some work for this week. And I watched the speech from Kimberly Guilfoyle, okay? Now, here's the thing. You know, I don't take her seriously at all, or Trump Jr., because, I mean, you know, how can you sit here and talk family values and all this kind of stuff when both of you guys kind of ruined your own home situations to be with each other? Yeah. You know, you, so whatever. I don't, I, so I'm, I'm not listening because I believe in what you're saying. I'm doing it for work. Um, but she has this moment at the end of her speech where she's screaming, the best is yet to come. And she has her hands, like, out and her fingers stretched out like she's, like about to take over the world and and you're looking and it's in an empty room and she's just screaming the best is yet to come and then she's just standing there and it fades out and you're looking like is she running for president of the universe like it's like it's, you think like she's a cartoon character trying to take yeah, over the world that, but, yeah that's something you would see on like a super friends or mf doom episode or something <laughs> in batman or something like yeah that's that's pretty it was it was pretty bad it was ridiculous anyway enough about that lb you've got a shout out do your shout out man let's let's get this thing back on on on, on its wheels because some people okay. do come here for a break from, from the crazy. all right uh my first shout i have two uh first is to uh nolan at blue mass I went there one day last week to to, to practice. I'll get that first thing in the morning. And I was the first person that day to get a bucket of balls. And Nolan was appreciative of me coming in. And he's like, hey, you know what? You're my first customer today. Here, here's a bucket of balls on me. So I <laughs> he gives you for free? Yeah, yeah. Now you know you Joe Hills, who is the owner of Blue Mash and Waverly Woods. You know he listens to the podcast. He emails I know, me. I just thought about that after I thought about that after I just said his name. <laughs> so Nolan might be fired by the time oh, no. you go Nolan back to the fired is my fault. <laughs> <laughs> but Joe, you know we pay I pay a lot when I come too. So I mean I think one one free bucket of balls is not gonna hurt your pockets too bad. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Nolan was a good guy. I gave him a card. He said, I don't know if I have a chance to work because I work seven days a week. So <laughs> I said, what's a podcast you can listen later to? So you don't have to listen to your work hours. Yeah. So, take a small little Bluetooth speaker in that pro shop and put us on so people come in. They hear the podcast. Yeah. There you go. You can even pause yeah, it to where you know we mention um, your name and then hit play when people come in and say, hey, that's me that these guys are talking about. Yeah. <laughs> So the other quick shout out was last week I had a tire blow out on the ICC and uh, I stopped the ICC for you all not in the uh, DMV area is the intercounty connector, which is a main highway they built toll road that goes between 95 and 270. Uh, so I had a blowout on that, on that highway. Um, it was funny to me, but it was, it was a blowout. And, uh, <laughs> so when I was fixing my tire, a state trooper pulled up behind me to Uh-oh. check make sure I was okay or whatever. And uh, he, he he said, you doing okay? I was like, yeah, I'm doing fine. My biggest concern is that I don't get run over. Um, he said, no, I'm good. I'm, I'm going to sit here till you, you know, till you get done. So, uh, nice. he, oh, look at that. How about that interaction? He didn't, so wait, so he didn't run up and pull his gun out. Draw down on you. He just came. Not immediately. Said, no. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> See how that works. See how it works, people. A person-to-person interaction. Okay. Huh. Yeah, it was good. Nice guy. We talked. He helped me do some stuff because I had a bunch of tile in the car, the, uh, in the truck because I was taking it, you know, over to somewhere else. And I'm sure the, between my tire being bad and the extra weight I had in the truck is what mm-hmm. you know, precipitated the blowout. Um, <laughs> it was still was funny because my tire when it blew out. It rolled, as I was pulling over to the shoulder, my tire rolled past me down the, down the ICC. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, there goes my tire. <laughs> it's great to laugh about these things, though. It is. I, was, I mean, you know, I had a... It turned out all right. You're all right, too, right? And it was a beautiful day. You know, it, was, it wasn't even bad. You know, it took me, took me 20 minutes to change the tire. It wasn't no big deal. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I, and I, I, he didn't give me a car. I gave him our car, but he did not reciprocate and give me his car. Huh. I was doing his name for memory. So I, I think it's Bollard, something like that. Um, but I gave him a car, told him to listen. I would shout him out. So I appreciated him stopping and, and uh, making sure I didn't get run over. And he also, once I got my, because my uh, spare had never been used in the 20 years I've had this vehicle, <laughs> it was a little low on air, let's say it that way. Mm-hmm. So when I put it on, it was like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so he followed me down to the exit. Uh, to get off actually on 29 so I could make it to the gas station to get some air. Nice. So he stayed, kept the lights on me the whole time so nobody would, you know, come up on me or whatever. And, uh, but it was, a, you know, it was a really good interaction. And I hope, I wish that everybody's interaction with the police was like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously that's not the case. So, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, shout out to him. So nice. that's all my shout out. Thank you. The official state trooper, by the way, of Golf DMV. That's right. Although we don't remember his name, but if he listens, just email name. Email golfdmv uh, at gmail.com and, uh, you know, just what's your name, and then you'll be the official. Um, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll, yeah, we'll see if you play golf, we'll play around with you or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, um, there's a gentleman who, order, uh, who, found, who just found this show. I don't know what his name is because the email is like, I won't say what his email is, but what his name on the thing is, like, wound 13. I don't know exactly what that means. Um, but that's what his name is. But, he's, but anyway... He ordered a hat from the show. Anyone can go to the to the podcast page and order a hat. He ordered one of the cool flat bill hats. Not the dad hats that Glenn go. has coined, but the flat bill hats, <laughs> which are cool. I mean, they're cool. I just look funny in them. But anyway, he, he ordered a hat, and he sent an email uh, to the show, and he said, um, you know, hey, Claude, just found the show a few days ago, and I wanted to support. Then he said something interesting. Your name sounded familiar. Have you filled in as a producer for the Kornheiser show? And so, of course, I had to email back and like, absolutely, that's me from time to time, I, you know, and not frequently. I won't. I mean, it's not like, you know, every few weeks, or every few days, or every few months. But every now and again, when Nigel needs a break, he shoots me a text and say, hey, Claude, can you work, you know, Tony's show? And, you know, and, and I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. And then anytime I work, it's a whole kind of running joke where people say, hey, lose Nigel, keep Claude. And it's a thing that goes on and on with the TK Littles, you know, and, and, and it's flattering, but honestly, Nigel's great. And so, um, yeah, and so I guess he, he, he heard me from then. I'm like, uh, yes, that, that would be me. And so that was great for me to have my own David Aldridge moment. And people who that. listen to the Cornhusker show knows what that means. So yes. I kind of had a, I had a Claude Jennings moment there where someone, someone appreciated my greatness, and I appreciated that. Uh, you still got to pay for your hat, and he did. So <laughs> we sent him that hat. And I, <laughs> And I think he, I think he posted it on Instagram, right? He did, he did under the uh, ha- uh, Instagram handle DMV Golfer. DMV oh, Golfer. okay, yeah. okay, yeah. Nice. So he po- he made a post. Oh, about, yeah, I, I saw made, that. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I made a comment about it. He's also uh, he had some some fresh New Balances on order, so we might be able to talk to him about the <laughs> shoe game. Real real quick, fashion note for everybody who cares about fashion: New mm-hmm. Jordan Fives coming out to be released on nine uh, four. They're the uh, uh, black, uh, black and like tan, light blue joints with a little bit of purple in them. Very nice. Just go to NikeGolf.com. Jordan 5 is coming out now. Sorry. <laughs> T the show. I'm sorry. <laughs> they look really good, too. His name is, uh, I think, Nene or uh, yeah, Nene Reed or something. Uh, uh, I hope I'm Mr. pronouncing it right. Mr. Reed. Yeah, so, yeah. So, thank you so much, sir. Really appreciate your support of the podcast. And, by, again, people, you can buy merchandise. Let folks know you're from the DMV. And, uh, and yeah. Oh, and also our, our friend Michael. I think by now his wife has had the baby. Uh, he, right. he purchased the hat not too long ago. Um and uh, yeah, his wife was pregnant, uh, and because he was going to play with us at Bully Rock, uh, and, and then he had to say, "Ah, wife's scheduled to have a C-section on Monday. I probably should be with her through the weekend to make sure." <laughs> Maybe, well, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good, good job there, and we'll make sure we get with you uh, later. <laughs> okay, there we go. So about nineteen minutes, and we just did our shout-outs and and social justice uh, foolishness. Let's 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 talk a little bit. Uh, number one about Phil Mickelson. Um, uh, that's the way I, I really felt like I wanted to start the show this way uh, until police decided to kill another black person and also allow a white person who has some sort of militia to kill two black people and walk right back. But anyway, um, <laughs> so we're going to yeah. start talking about Phil Mickelson. Doing the, uh, scenes, so when you guys first heard that, that, that he was going to be on the Champions Tour, what was your initial thought of, about the whole situation? We'll start with Vern. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> finally. That was my mm-hmm. initial thought. Finally, Phil. Um, I feel like he probably did it reluctantly. Like definitely just, you know, it's that, it's that uh, I think Levitard has a saying, the, the ego is the last thing to go. Like, basically, in terms of like, <laughs> yo, I, I, yo, I can still 
win and dominate on the regular tour. I'm still, and obviously, Phil is still long. He's, his, his shots are still good enough. But cool. I guess, I don't know. I, I guess just putting it together is more difficult. I'm, I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, probably with some, some, with some, with some reservation from Phil uh, in his pride, maybe just a little bit touched. But eventually, like you said, Claude, back when we had this initial conversation, eventually it's going to get to a point where you're like, you know what, I'm still good enough to win. Mm-hmm. I'm just not good enough to win here. Let me just, <laughs> let me just see what it's like. And I guarantee you some of that reservation is gone already because as soon as he steps down, boom, 61's on, on deck, and he's, he's taking <laughs> tournaments. And again, when, when he announces that he's going to the championship tour, because Phil even, I think, is a, I think he's younger. I could be wrong. I have to look this up. I don't know how old Freddie was when he went. Mm-hmm. When Freddie slid in, I mean, like the first six, seven, eight tournaments or whatever, he was just, mm-hmm. he was just rocking and rolling. He was just killing yeah, it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like Phil is maybe even a little bit better, you know, a, l- a little bit younger and, and still able to go a little bit longer than Freddie. And like when he slid in, I can only imagine the other champions tour band was just mad sitting in the clubhouse. Sure. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here, here he comes. Go. <laughs> so yeah, finally, finally was my thing, man. Finally he got in there and, 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 and did his thing. I, now, do you think how long, do you, do you think this is going to be like a back and forth type thing where I'm going to do a little bit here and I'm going to do a bit on the PGA Tour or do you think he's just going to fully commit to the Champions Tour? Tell me, what do you think? <laughs> I do not believe he's going to commit fully to the Champions Tour. At least okay. not. Fully. I don't either. I believe that maybe a couple of years, I, even next year, I think he might hit, you know, hit it Hit a few here that that fits the PG his that fits his PGA schedule, right? Um, that he'll about slide in for a couple of terms here and there, but I don't believe he will commit fully to it until he gets to a point where he is consistently not making a cut, making a cuts at the PGA level. That's true. He'll commit at that point. He'll probably commit fully to the Champions Tour, or he might feel. I, I think Phil might be the kind of guy too. Why he might come in and hit a couple and then go off for a month or, you know what I mean, or two or three weeks or whatever, and not mm-hmm. even fully commit to it. He might just play some here and some there. I mean, because he still be, – because I think back, too, because since he won the Masters, don't you get a lifetime exemption to the, to the Masters? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, that's, so that's one tournament he's going to be playing right there every year. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't see him I, – I, at this point, I don't see him committing fully to it. Uh, one, one of the things I did like about the tournament, a couple of things I noticed about it. One was uh, they had carts. This, this particular one, they had carts. Uh, <laughs> you said and, and I looked it up because I was like, I don't, I didn't think they normally had carts, but for this tournament, they did. One because of the uh, terrain, the, the holes are really far apart. Apparently, from okay. the greens to the next tee box is is far apart, and there's a lot of hills. Uh, so they whatever. That was one of the reasons I heard as to why they had carts. Um, and this was one of the first tournaments I, that I've watched um, that I really noticed the lack of fans. Mm-hmm. You know, the PGA, since it's been back, you know, it hasn't had fans, but there's been enough people around, you know, people who live on the courses. or Camp crew, production. The volunteers. Yeah. That you see some people, you hear some response to the shots, some clapping here and there. It was nothing on their tour. I mean, even in the shots, they would show a shot, you know, like Phil looking uh, uh, from from the player's view toward the green, and there'll be nobody. Yeah. All you would see is the crane in the background with the camera on it. I mean, yeah. not a person to be seen. It looked like one of our rounds. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> like, a, like a round. Like, we would normally exactly. think that no one's watching. And with yeah. the carts, too, it made it feel very municipal. Like if that's, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it really just – I don't know. It just, it just, the golf, well, Phil kept me engaged. Engaged, right. But the, the atmosphere and all what was going on around it did not. It was, it was just really weird. And there's a couple more points now. But, 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 but before you do that, because you talk about okay. the engagement, um, tell me this. If, 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 if golfers like Phil Mickelson, you know, who turns 50, he jumps on, on, on the uh, Champions Tour. And, you know, obviously the, the, you know, elephant in the room is would Tiger do the same thing? But suppose you get golfers of that caliber. Now, obviously, I mean, we're talking about Tiger Woods, there's not many on that level, but I mean, just like by name recognition. Right. And even as some of the guys get older, like your Adam Scott's, um, you know, mm-hmm. Brant Snedeker's, like if these guys go on the, it, it, with Phil doing it, and if Tiger does it, Suppose these guys go on the Champions Tour, right? Mm-hmm. 
how great would that be? Because I would watch a 50-year-old Tiger, uh, you know, play a 52 or so year old uh, Mickelson. You throw, a, like I said, an Adam Scott and, and, and Brant Snedeker, these guys in their 50s, I'd watch them and watch the PGA Tour. Like, how great would that be to, like, legit have these two tours, and not even to mention the LPGA, because we all watch the LPGA, but I would have these two, to- these two uh, 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 tours where I would watch – like just golf all weekend, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> wouldn't that be great if these guys would play yeah. it? It reminds me of Ice Cube's Big Three basketball yeah. league. You know what I mean? Where you could see, you know, Mahmoud Abdul Rauf and, and and these guys play, and you're like, yo, these guys are old and they can still ball out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, I'm, I know the. I'm sure the championship is hoping that that uh, Tiger comes. I would be so. I'm honestly, I'm going to be surprised if Tiger goes to the championship and I think he's got. Four, six more years. He's 46, 44. Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, he's got a little while to go. Um, I would be very surprised if he goes. I, I think that his – well, two things I think – two reasons why I don't think he would go. One, his body is – he's already breaking down as it is. Um, you add another five years on top of that, you know, he might be walking with a walker the way he's going. And secondly, I don't think his uh, – well, I don't think his ego will allow him to go. Yeah, there. yeah, there's no, no, no question. So he's 44. He's got six years to go. I was gonna when you brought up Tiger Claude, I was shaking my head because I was like, oh, Tiger's Tiger won't join the Champions Tour until he's physically unable to walk. He, right. Tiger's pride will not let him. He he just be like they be like, well, Tiger, you think you should go to the Oh no no no, my glutes, I'm good. All I have to do is if somebody found prop, if somebody, I found new ways to activate my glutes. If somebody props me up, I can get my shoulders turned, and I'm in there. And I'm in. He will fight that to the death. Like Phil, I feel like you know again has a little bit of ego, but like you said, somebody like Freddie and and uh, you know um, La Plato, they call him the duck. I can't remember his name. Uh, he won. Uh, the Argentinian angel something or whatever. Oh, angel Jimenez. Yeah, angel Jimenez. Mm-hmm. Yes, the people like that, guys like them. They're like, hey, cool, fifty-one. I'm out. Mm-hmm. Um, with Tiger, no Tiger won't do it. But I agree, Claude. I think it would be pretty dope. Like for the rest of them that don't have the pride. Now, now you got me thinking, though, Claude, is as, as a game wh- based on like ego and pride. Which of the current superstars, like your Brookses and your Lorries, which of them are like gonna have no shame and immediately going, and which of them are gonna fight it to the death? I'm gonna say. <laughs> I'm going to say Brooks probably doesn't do either. Brooks probably right. just win a couple yeah, more and just be like, I'm out. I'm done with golf. Yeah, Brooks is going to stop playing golf at about 40. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Rory would be one who'd be like, as soon as he can get on the Champions Tour and just play golf and win and make money, he'll do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. and then let me ask you – oh, go ahead, LB. No, I was going to say, when you, when you say make money, see, now, now we're talking to – unless those guys come – That's and, true. Uh, and bring the money with them to raise the sponsorship – yeah, you're not playing because like Phil, Phil won today, uh, four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Oh, mm-hmm. for okay. first place. Okay, right. So, so that's, that's more than he's been getting the last few tournaments he played in. That's that's very true. 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 So he, they, well, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm assuming you all listen or watch. I watched pretty much all of that was aired uh, of of Phil, and uh, they they constantly talk about him getting ready for the uh, what's the next tournament, the next the the, the winter wing for the U.S. Open. Yeah, um, they they constantly talked about him using this as a you know to get him ready for the for the next for for the uh, I just lost the name. Oh yeah, for US Open that we can Yeah, so, so go ahead. Ever. No, no. Well, so actually, why don't neither one of you go ahead? We're gonna take a quick break to get <laughs> to get a message in from my sponsors here, uh, and we'll be back on the other end of this on Golf DMV, folks. Stay close. Hey folks, this is LB from Golf DMV. As many of you know, I've had neck and lower back issues for a while, but I found a chiropractor who's been able to keep me in the game. Her name is Dr. Smith at Cache Sport and Spine. She's conveniently located in Silver Spring, Maryland, just outside the Beltway. Dr. Smith has made a huge difference in my flexibility and pain management. If you need a chiropractor, do yourself a favor and contact Dr. Smith and her staff at 301-641-5693 or online at CacheSportSpine.com the official chiropractor of Golf DMV. All right, welcome back to Golf DMV, brought to you in part. And I say, well, in part, I mean, like, really, actually, fully, brought to you fully by <laughs> Cache Spot Sports. Uh, you can go to the website, golfdmvpodcast.com. You can scroll down to the bottom of the page where it says uh, friends and sponsors, uh, sponsors and friends of the show. And get all you need to know about Dr. Smith. We are currently working to get Dr. Smith on the show, correct, LB? I mean, she's got a busy schedule. She's a doctor, for goodness sakes. 
And uh, yeah, we yeah we need to discuss that. All we need is a date, really. We just got to to make it happen. Neck issues, back issues. She's got you covered. Mm-hmm. GolfDMVPodcast.com. Just scroll down and you get all the information uh, right there. So you guys are talking about the money, whole, the, the whole money thing and stuff with the Champions Tour. Uh, let's get right back into that. Um, I forgot where we were holding up because I just inter- I rudely interrupted you guys, but we had to get the, this commercial in. So uh, yes. let's pick up where, we, where you were. You're talking about the money stuff. These guys can bring money with them. Yeah. I think that's about, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. So yeah. The, and Phil winning $450,000, which is equivalent to – the Northern Trust with that DJ just won last week, uh, that 450 would get you like fourth or fifth place in the on the PGA Tour. Okay, um, it's not bad. Well, yeah, it's 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 not bad, but when you're used to getting, you know, a million dollars for a win compared right. to 450, you know, I just don't. I mean, to 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 me, that's still a lot of money. What's his last win though? Like that's like Claude's been saying, like he's right. not been making cuts. Well, that's true. Again, but but back to my point earlier, he was using because he because he didn't make the cut. Mm-hmm. He had time, he had availability, and he had eligibility in the in the tour yeah. to go to going and basically do competition tune up for the U.S. Open, and right. I think mm-hmm. that he was using it for. But to and to that same point, I think he messed up in the sense that that course had huge fairways. I mean, he could just he could he could whack the ball, didn't have to worry about too much going out of bounds. Right. The, the rough was was almost non-existent unless you went into the out of bounds area. So, you know, to get ready for the U.S. Open, that the course per se was helpful, but just the act of being in competition was helpful. And his short game, his wedges, as they always have been, he was on point with his wedges. Right. I mean, he was crushing the first the first two days. Um, so uh, all that to say, I, I don't. I, back to the point. I don't think he'll commit to it fully. Tiger will never come <laughs> to, 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 to the tour. Um, I think a few of the guys who uh, names like you say, like Brent, uh, Brent Snedeker, we he's a household name to, to golfers. Right. Um, he's not. A, he's not a you know perennial winner or nothing like that. Those are the kind of guys I think that will gravitate right to. Uh, the, the senior tour when they can um, because they they don't have the – I mean, I'm sure Snedeker's probably made $15, $20 million over his career, but, you know, they haven't made the $100, $100 million that Tiger has. Yeah, they're not, they're not bringing the sponsorships with them, like you said, and raising the money level. Phil's last right. uh, win was uh, AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am last year in February. So it's been about 18 months wow. since he's had a win. Since he's had a win. Only thing I want to, last thing I'll say about this really quick so we can move on is just, I imagine the, I was laughing earlier when we were talking about it, Clark, because I imagine Phil using this as a practice at the, uh, the uh, champion store as a practice. It's kind of like now for all our listeners who are not from certain parts of America, let me just tell you, if you're playing a dice game with people, if you're doing any kind of gambling with people, right, you get into the game, you cannot enter the game and then win one, two, three, four times, and then leave. That's not right. going to happen. It's going to be a problem. <laughs> so I feel like the Champions Tour people are going to be mad that Phil just dipping in and just get right. a quick, let me just dip in here and just steal some of your money real quick and then get out. <laughs> I think they should make a rule. If I was on the Champions Tour, I'd be like, no, it's going to be a rule. You got to play six tournaments straight to be eligible to win money. You can come out right. here and practice all you want. You ain't winning no money. You can't, you can't walk away from the dice game of money if you only roll the dice a couple times, bro. You can't do that. You got to stay here and give us a chance to win it back. So that's, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Funny point. Funny point there. Speaking of winning, uh, yeah. DJ wins the Northern Trust. I want to talk a little bit about this, um, but just and not even necessarily about the tournament. I mean, if in, any point about the tournament you guys want to bring up, feel free to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but just from the standpoint that DJ – after having a you know a chance to win uh, this previous tournament, uh, the players, uh, the PGA, it was the P- yeah the PGA uh, championship, um, and and for the most part, you know, I mean, he didn't deliver on the final round. Uh, in the final round, he comes back, and again, Brooks Koepka on that Saturday had something to say about him. You know, well, uh, he's only got one, et cetera, et cetera. He right. comes back, and I think this is DJ's twenty second win on tour. Right. And so for the last 12 years, he's won every year on tour. The question that I have for you guys is, would you rather have DJ's resume where you've got 22 wins on tour, one of them being a major, or Brooks Kepka's, uh resume where he's got, what, four majors? Yeah. Um, but like six wins. And so you yeah. had six wins for the majors or 22 wins on tour. 
I'm, I'm taking D. I'll take DJs. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I agree too because he still has one. And my 22 wins, I just pulled it up. I didn't realize this. He's made 65 million <laughs> without endorsements. Right. That's, exactly. yeah, that's legit. Yeah, that's legit. So yeah. I, I broke, I'm with you, my guy, all the way. But mm-hmm. them four majors ain't give you no 65, bro. I mean, that's right. Exactly. Clark, 12 years. He, I didn't realize he's won 12 years in a row. 12 years. He's had yeah. at least one win on tour for yeah, the last to 12 years. That's hard to I do. I mean, and, and by the way, he's done all that and he doesn't care. Like he does, (laughs) he does all. He's won this much, and has, and he literally couldn't care less. Like he feels the same way after winning the Northern Trust as he felt after blowing the PGA Championship. It's all the same to him. Oh, 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 well. You know what I mean? Like, literally, does not care about this ultimate Eli face. I mean, I mean, think about it. He's he's won one tournament for the last 12 years and it's literally been only the last three years that he's actually started working on the short game. Like he's, right. I mean, talking about he's finally got a track man where he's down in his wedges and working on putting. And it's like, wait a minute, you've won for the last nine years, <laughs> at least once on tour and you haven't even worked on your short game. Like, <laughs> I just hit it long and I just try to hit it up there to see what happens. He doesn't, he doesn't care about this stuff he, at all. What, you know? And, and so uh, I feel like, I feel like DJ might be my new guy. You know what I mean? Because Ricky Fowler ain't winning anything. And, yeah, he was nice to my son. And I'll root for him. But, uh, you know, and I love Ricky. But, you know, come on. And and Brooks talks a lot of trash. But DJ might be my guy. Because, you know what, he goes out with the same spirit that I wish I had about the game. I'm not going to really try to get better. I'm just going to go out here, here. Uh, It is what it is. He he doesn't care. He doesn't care at all. And apparently he has some knee issues. And that's kind of like what was going on with him a little earlier. And he had, like, a knee surgery or whatever. Okay. But he might be back. I mean, imagine how dominant DJ would be if he had Tiger mentality. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Or yeah. Justin Thomas's mentality. You know what I mean? Like, like wanted to grind, wanted to win. Killer with... instinct. And, but he doesn't have it. No. And he still won he every still year. Made <laughs> <laughs> and he's married to Paulie. Well, he's married to what he And he's with Gretzky. Paulie Presky. Like, yeah. He's smashing her. DJ. Yeah. yeah, it's like the ultimate sort of Randy Moss situation where it's like, I'm just super, like, I only have to try his seventy five percent, and that's going to get me pretty much further yeah. than most of you. Yeah, Randy Moss. Yeah, Randy Moss. I don't have to do much. Listen, just throw the ball as far as you can. And I'm going to catch up. it. Yeah. Yeah. Could, you imagine, could you imagine how? Could you imagine Randy Moss if he had Jerry Rice's grind? Right. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. All the record shatters. Exactly. So that's so that's Dustin Johnson. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, we talk about because I don't mean to deviate from football, but I mean, you know, you talk about Randy Moss, and you look, yeah. even look at Tom Brady, like. You know, Brady didn't have a lot of talented receivers, right? The one year Moss comes there, oh my they set a record for the most yeah. touchdowns thrown in a single season. Yes. The one year. And, yeah. and again, this is still Randy Moss. Well, I'm really trying. It is what it is. Just throw it <laughs> as deep as you can. I'll jump out. I'll catch it. I'll run everybody. Later in his career, mind you. Later in his career. Like yes, yes. It wasn't like he was young. He yeah. made Dante Culpepper look like a great quarterback. He did. Right. Culpepper, Culpepper, Culpepper. The minute Moss left, there was no more Dante Culpepper. <laughs> there was no more Dante Culpepper. That's pretty slow, actually. <laughs> Can't throw so well. <laughs> he doesn't make great decisions. No. Right. Well, the only decision you have to make is to throw it deep to, to Randy. Right. You, yep. Every decision is a great decision. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, anyway, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, DJ. So let me, Northern... let's, let's one more thing about the Northern Trust. Uh, so, you know, I like to see who didn't make the cut. Mm-hmm. And a lot of names that did not make the cut. Uh, the OBG, Harold, Harold Gar- Garner, who was on the cover of Oh yeah, yeah. On uh, Golf Digest. On Golf Digest, the yeah. uh, <laughs> issue eight, whatever, whatever month. What, what, wait, what month is that? What month is that they put him on the cover? I'm, I'm looking at it now. Uh, Does it say? But it's a recent issue. Issue eight. It is. It's looking. a fairly recent issue. Yeah. So, well, yeah come on, go, come on, Golf Digest. This this seems pretty shameless. I feel like I feel like no, no, looking it was around. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Right, right. Yeah, it happened right after. Uh, it was a George Floyd thing. Exactly. It wasn't. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> let's, well, let's give him a little bit of credit. There has been how many other black people killed since then, and so that's at least true. it wasn't. That's true. Jesus that's true. Right. That's true. Yeah, so, so I'm sure yeah. a bunch of people who who read golf digest regularly, who know all the golfers, the golf pick, pick up, who's, who's this? Is this a new amateur <laughs> on tour? Is it, he plays <laughs> on tour. Oh. On tour? <laughs> <laughs> not Tiger. That's, that's not He's one of us. Wow, oh, man. Yeah. So, so he did. He missed the cut. <laughs> Jordan Spieth, of course. Uh, Tony Finau again. Phil. <laughs> uh, Bryson De- Bryson DeChambeau missed it. Uh, Patrick Cantley, Bryson. Gary Woodland, Billy Horschel, Colin oh, nice. uh, Morikawa. That's on his third missed cut since he's been on tour. Uh-oh. 
uh, Lucas Glover. Uh oh. <laughs> uh, Jason Day and when we just talked about Mr. Brant Snedeker did not make the cut as well. Um, so yeah, yeah. Let's move on to Bully Rock. I'm, I'm not taking over Claw, but no, no, that's no, he is, he is. no, Rodney, 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 take note, take note, no, Rodney. Yeah, yeah, yeah Rodney. <laughs> I can see Rodney shaking his head now. Y'all let Lawrence do whatever he wants to do. <laughs> Bully Rock. Come on, let's do it. Yeah, we'll get the many minutes we have time left because uh, I want to talk about Bully Rock. Okay, okay. Want me to start? Anybody got anything else? Oh, no, go ahead. You got it, brother. Yeah, no, no, okay. go right ahead. Um, so I got some pluses and minus. So I'm going to. I'm, I'm just going down the list. Okay. Hundred three dollars. I wasn't upset about it. Okay. Well, well, Lawrence, well, well, let's start here though. Okay. Um, you know, because we were really anticipating playing here because again. Uh, it's been seen in, 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 I think, Golf Digest or Golf yep. Yep. Magazine as one of the top 100 courses in the country. Um, you know, uh, loved by many. Everyone, you know, swears by it. Who I've been trying to book it since last year. I've been talking about it for a year now. Yeah. And so, yeah. And, and now I will say this. When you drive up on the course in the property, when you got to stop at the little light, go under the little bridge and it comes mm-hmm. to the community, you, and you see the course, you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. We're here. We're here. Yes. All right, anyway, go ahead. $103. Yeah, so to Claude's point, it is a really dramatic drive up to the course. I mean, because it, you, you, when, you, when you make that turn off, whatever that road, the main road, that highway, you think you – it doesn't look like you, – what, what you see is not what you expect based off what you turn. Right, it doesn't look like the surrounding area. You get transported into a link style, completely different – you know, right. golf haven. Okay. All right. Yes. Beautiful. It's beautiful. Once you make that turn, it is beautiful. Cause I, I stopped a couple of times, took pictures in the car. Mm-hmm. It's really breathtaking. Oh, wow. when you first make that first turn. Um, so yeah. So the, I forget the, I, she told me her name. I forgot the, uh, woman at the desk when I checked in, uh, very pleasant. Very. Yeah. She was the nice. I spiel about everything I need to know about playing there, where to go, where to get the cart, where to go here for that, some food and everything. She was Tell me about the split fairways on 15. Yes. Uh, her favorite holes. Oh, yeah, she oh, wow. was great. Okay. Very nice. Um, so the price point, 103 bucks, included, included range balls, blue mash, included range balls. Uh, so, yeah, that was, that was fine. Grass driving range plus the practice area. Oh. The short game practice area. Oh. I have, uh, uh, yeah, I haven't, I haven't been, I haven't been to a better one yet that I can, that I can think of. Um, yeah, I can't think of one better it's off the top of my head. Seventeen fifty-seven is not, not as good as that. No, okay. no, no, I don't think so because well, one, yeah, no, no, they're not. No, TPC Avenel is, is, but I mean, well, well, I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. I was the only one who had a chance. That's right. Yeah, you the, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm yeah, you're the only one who used to play the private out. courses. Right. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, Go ahead. Me and LB are yeah. outside. We work outside. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the pace of play was really good. We, they were, um, who was behind us or in front of us? They were behind, no, they were in front of us. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so we went out there with, with it was Aaron, seven of us. Troy, and Rick were in front of us. Yes. And we never, we never caught up to them. And the guys behind us never caught up to us. So the play was good. I thought the layout of the course was well. Mm-hmm. With some nice holes. Um, uh, GPS on the carts, always a good, that's always a plus. Uh, that's all I have for my positives. Anybody got any other positives they want to talk about? Or we're going to stick to the next <laughs> I like, you know, I like courses that have these little shacks in the, at, at the turn where you can p- pick up your snacks and stuff like that. I right. love having, you know, that. Well, that, was, that have people in them and are ready when you right, right. turn Enterprise. <laughs> right. Pull up right. there and it's shuttered. They're like, oh, is this not open yet? No, I didn't know. Yeah. And those ladies in there, man, they made that food quick. I mean, because, you know, we made a stop. I went to the restaurant. Come out. I think I saw Vern. No, I saw Glenn, who was with us, eating like a ham club or something or a turkey oh, club no you're right your turkey club yeah and yeah. i said oh they had the sandwiches ready to go he's like oh yeah they make it quick so i jumped in there got the th- and we were off you know and they just made it really quick so yeah no that 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 that's really cool i like i, said, I love when they have these little shops like right there at the turn where you can go you have to go into the you know uh, the pro shop like that and you know like lb said the, the the layout of the course i thought was was really really nice really really nice really nice course to play i mean there was no doubt in my mind that i was in one of the top courses if not the top course in, in Maryland. Yeah. From the layout. 
Yeah, agreed. Hey, from, yeah. from yeah, from the layout and the practice area. Uh, just so right. just so everybody has an idea of what LB's talking about when he says the practice area, they have the little ball pyramid set up. So instead of just so you've got a, a proper range like a little ways away, like maybe two minutes away in the cart. But they what they do is they make you wait and you go to this short game area where there's these ball pyramids and there's these uh, maybe three or four greens that have flags in them with bunkers and everything. It looks like a mock hole and they're all at different distances. I want to say from like 50 to 85 yards out and you just sit there and chip. You just sit there and do short game stuff until it's, yeah. until it's time for you to go to the range. So that's that's what we really liked about that. I agree. It'll be continued. What, what's negative? I think I know what the first one is. I think I know what is, what's coming up. Okay. Here. Yeah. Well, I only wrote down, I only have three, three negatives. Okay. Nice. Not a completely negative. My first was I was disappointed with some of the fairways. They were really mm. some places. I mean, on the back, a, they hit them. There were enough that I noticed them. Yeah. They were uh, burnt out or whatever. I don't think they yeah. had going on or whatever, but there were a few that were really noticeably bad. Um, that was it. That was the one thing, and this this right here is my main problem. Well, and by the way, let me just say this too. I mean, you you talk about them being noticeably black. I mean, like it's not even like it was just a little bit bad. There were a lot of fairways that were you know that had patches that were just burnt out and like large patches. Yeah, just did yeah. not expect as many at Bully Rock. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So my other complaint, and this is my biggest complaint, was the rough. I. I the, the, I mean, yes, if I could have hit the ball straight, <laughs> the fairway, I would have been fine. You can hear me say that. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. but the rough was really – I mean, it was it, it was it was U.S. Open rough all the way. No, uh, it wasn't excessively long, though. I don't remember. It wasn't crazy long. It's just the type of grass was thick. Yeah, it, well, it, 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 all it, it, I it was, know was every time I tried to get out of it, it grabbed my club and my ball went 20 yards. Yeah. It was, it, it, the, the, you know, the rough. The, now, the first cut of rough wasn't too bad. But, like, once you were, like, in, in the rough, rough, it, it was. But yeah. I don't think that that's a negative. I just think that that's the, that's the course. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't penalize them for having thick rough. Yeah. Well, I penalize them for not cutting the grass. That's just... <laughs> <laughs> I just think the point was for it to, I mean, I think the point is for it to be tough. Like, all right, all right. Well, we play Enterprise this weekend. Enterprise ain't got no thick rough, so we'll see what you do with Enterprise this weekend. We gonna see what <laughs> okay. It'll be right. better than Bully Rock, I guarantee <laughs> I'll put money on that. If you want, you like to bet all the time, you'll put some money on that. But, I mean, but I might be able to. Shit, now, Vern, <laughs> you, but you don't consider the rough being thick a negative. No, I don't. No, it's Expe- just the dynamic. It's a it's dynamic. Just, it's just the dynamic, have- dynamic of the course. Like, yeah, yeah. Especially when we had war. Especially we had warning because I did. Did I not text you? Because I don't do any pregame on most of the courses we go to. But I looked this one up on uh, Kyle Berkshire. He's a local long driver. His channel, and then I, I also asked Desi, our friend Desi from Road to Par. You know, because she was like, oh, I asked her if she wanted to come out. She said she couldn't, but she said she's been out there before, and she was like, hey. Watch out for the rough. And then Kyle Berkshire, long driver, also. Mm-hmm. Hey, this rough out here is legit. So I text you guys <laughs> in the middle of the week. If you can yeah. get any rough practice in, get your rough practice. So, yeah, so, yeah I don't think it's a, you know, uh, I don't think, so I think what you're saying, LB, is you feel like it's unfair. You think it unfairly penalizes you for being in the rough. I, I felt, I felt so. I mean, because I, I, to your point, I went to Blue Mash and I practiced right. in the rough. That's Blue Mash rough. Well, again, <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I got you. You know what I'm saying? Right. You were vocal about your disgust for the rough during the round, too. You were very vocal about this. Yeah, yeah I mean, because it was, it was killing me. I mean, it really was killing me. I mean, and I tried to stay in the fairway, but, you know, I'm you not did try. player, so. Yeah, for anybody who's going to go out there and play, the only thing I will say that's, again, I don't think it's unfair, but it is frustrating is that the, the rough there is deceptively not long, but you can lose your ball in it. Yeah, it happened to me right. once oh, or twice, yeah. like where like you have to be right on top of it. It's that kind of rough where it just kind of sits down and you can't see it. So just be careful, be be mindful of that or whatever. Yeah. And the final thing I'll say about it, I I was gonna put the distance as a negative. Um Too short? my house is it took me an hour and twenty two, twenty five minutes, something like that. Oh, okay. You mean the distance to the golf course. I got so you. This is yeah, just this where it is in relation to the rest of the free world. Right. Um it takes me an hour to go from my house down to, to uh, uh, Lake Presidential or Oak Creek or whatever. So, mm-hmm. you know, I had another 20 minutes to it, and it's the same, you know, this is, this is for me going to Bully Rock. Right. So it, while, it, yeah, it was a, you know, it was a, I had to get up, you know, crack before, before the sun got up um, to get out there. But all in all, it wasn't that bad of a drive, you know. Um, mm-hmm. 
So that's that's all I got to say about that. Oh, if anybody cares, I shot ninety two. What's this? Okay, so well, so what's this? What's this wager about Enterprise? At? What are we doing here? <laughs> oh, I just said my score is going to be better than my score. At Enterprise is going to be better than it was at Bully Rock. That was my. That was what I was saying. Okay, all right. Well, we'll put something on that. Look for if you listen to now. Look forward to next week. We're going to see about that this week at Enterprise. <laughs> <laughs> we, but you know, we're not going to play Saturday because it's going. The hurricane is coming. No, no, no. It's worth fifty percent now. It went down. It went down to fifty percent. <laughs> We're good. You can't take this away from me. I need this. This is all I have. This is all I look forward to. It's so oh, funny with how how you know recreational golfers we become meteorologists as well because oh like, damn it, it's a hundred percent exactly <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah we're definitely going to have to like reschedule Saturday that's not I don't think I don't think that that's going to happen uh, yeah. uh, there. <laughs> so, I'm sad now you can't see my face on the Zoom call but I'm very disappointed I'm out now checked out you guys finished the show Thursday he's disappointed you know about all that but would you guys recommend Bully Rock to to folks yes. Absolutely. Yeah, I would too. I, they gotta get them fairways together though. But I would, I would, I would. <laughs> and cut the rough, please. I'll just let them know ahead of time. Look, I'm coming next weekend. Can you please cut the rough for me? Hello, I'm Lawrence Brooks, and I'm coming up here to play around. <laughs> 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 Can you cut the? Now I will say this. Um, again, we talked about this before. Um, you know, have fun with the guys that we play with, man. Glenn, it's always a joy to play with Glenn, man. He was fun to hang out with. Um, you know, Aaron is always having a good time. We come in like, oh man, this course is tough. I shot 81. It's yeah. like, oh, okay, Aaron. And so, but he's always fun. <laughs> he's always fun to hang out with. And Troy was out there. Um, Rick always doing Rick things. It's so much stuff going on, but we don't have any, any more time in the show. I mean, like the show is basically, oh, we got one more minute. <laughs> left in the show so we got enterprise coming up hopefully this week um and then the week after we are going back to whiskey creek no we're going to uh worthington, Worthy. worthington with aaron right with aaron next saturday so he can shoot 76 right. Right. <laughs> and then next wednesday we're playing too right we're gonna play yes. wednesday at, yeah. um hopefully Wood- woodlands at or, the woodlands uh, oh yeah 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 mm-hmm. but yeah. but 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 tomorrow Vern has a round that 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 the va contingency who stood us up Yes. The VA contingency who stood us up uh, have a round plan tomorrow afternoon that Vern got an invite to. Mm-hmm. Lawrence, did you get an invite to the round? No, I, I didn't because when Vern texted said he was playing golf on Wednesday, I was like, I grabbed my phone and started scrolling and scrolling. I'm like, well, maybe, maybe, I missed, maybe I missed the text message or something. Mm-hmm. I'm playing golf on Wednesday or Thursday, I guess it is. But, uh, yeah, I, I didn't get an invite. I didn't either, actually. So <laughs> – I don't know whether Charles scheduled it or whether Coach B scheduled it, but I get your message, guys. I get the point. I get it. It's fine. Not not better. I get it. Because, you know, the same way, you know, Vern will survey the the group. Who wants to come out? All right, we've got six, and he'll book two tee times. They could have did the same thing, or at least check. Yeah. Before the record, I probably would have said no. But, I mean, <laughs> anyway, next no, time I, I definitely will say no. No, next time I'm going to do what they did to us. I'm going to say yes, and they're not going to show up. That's what I'm going to do next time. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm going to do next time, Coach B. You know we love you, man. All right, it's Golf DMV, folks. We'll catch you next time. <laughs> Hey, Nissan, how do you get to the top? Calculating. Proceed to 1959. Take a hard left in East Africa at the 71 Safari Rally. Veer right for 19 off-road championships in the Baja Desert. Proceed towards Moab. Take the trail to Hell's Revenge. Include steep incline. Continue for the next million miles. Um, where to first again? 60 years, millions of miles, and the capability to take you anywhere. This is the new Nissan. Nissan.